This is In Focus from Control Risks, the global specialist risk consultancy. Each episode of In Focus brings you in-depth analysis and perspective from a different corner of our global network of experts. Hello and welcome to this podcast from Control Risks, the global specialist risk consultancy. I'm Casper Layton, and today we're talking about the kidnap and extortion environment that businesses face in South Africa. Though kidnap for ransom is eclipsed by other crimes, including armed robbery and carjacking, it is increasingly perceived as a central feature of the security environment after several highly publicized incidents. To discuss this, I'm joined by one of our special risks analysts, Sebastian Bow. Sebastian, could we maybe start with an overview of the kidnap environment in South Africa? Thanks very much, Casper. Yes. Uh, so most kidnaps that we record are committed in and around the country's larger cities, so including Johannesburg, Pretoria, Cape Town, and Durban. Uh, and also we record a fairly significant proportion of kidnaps for ransom uh, in the Eastern Cape, uh, particularly around the area uh, of East London. Of course, m- many more kidnap incidents are thought to occur, but go unreported to both the police and the national media. Uh, And most of these will be occurring in remote areas or communities with high crime rates uh, where crimes like kidnap for ransom aren't always reported. In terms of who's doing the kidnapping, who the kidnappers are, so the kidnapping environment in South Africa is exclusively criminal in nature, uh, uh, almost exclusively financially motivated, um, and kidnaps frequently arise uh, opportunistically, um, so out of other crimes in progress like uh, carjacking, or home invasion, uh, burglary, where uh, criminals might see an opportunity to uh, to carry out a kidnap for ransom for an increased uh, return uh, on the action. So who is being kidnapped? Are business personnel at particular risk? So non-permanent residents, i.e. people who are in the country for brief stays for either professional or personal reasons like tourists, uh, are rarely kidnapped, um, although isolated incidents uh, do occur, of course. Um, We have recorded incidents where victims were lured to South Africa uh, on the promise of a business deal or a romantic uh, liaison, um, and then kidnapped upon their arrival there. There's also been a headline-grabbing series of kidnaps of business people of mainly South Asian descent over recent years, uh, and these have mostly occurred in the major cities, including Cape Town, Pretoria, Johannesburg, and Durban. Uh, And these affect, uh, again, business people, um, often in the retail uh, area or real estate industries as well. In general, high net worth individuals are at risk uh, of kidnap for ransom, um, specifically if they're particularly prominent or if their wealth is publicly reported, uh, they might be at risk of um, a targeted kidnapping uh, by criminal gangs. Kidnaps also affect a wider range of victims, and there have been recently uh, several high-profile incidents involving children or dependents, uh, which have generated a lot of interest and concern amongst our clients. Our position on that trend is that we think it's more a matter of increased reporting of incidents rather than a material increase of, of kidnaps of dependents. Uh, but of course, there's no doubt that the risk uh, exists. Um, however, it's also important to say that the great majority of uh, dependent kidnaps of kidnaps of children that we record uh, end in the safe release of the victim. Um, once people are kidnapped, the trend in South Africa is that most victims are held for less than a week, 
before being released after a brief negotiation and often the payment of a ransom. However, it's also interesting to note that in the cases I just mentioned involving uh, the South Asian uh, community business people, these kidnaps can stretch uh, into weeks or sometimes months. Uh, drawing on our, our global analysis and expertise in this area, are there any associated trends that businesses in South Africa should be aware of? Yes. So another feature of the kidnapping environment um, in many areas of the, of the world, um, including especially Latin America, um, is the phenomenon of express kidnapping. So Control Risks records multiple cases of express kidnapping every year in South Africa. Uh, express kidnapping is a short-term kidnap in which the perpetrators of the kidnappers uh, force a victim to withdraw money out of their own bank accounts from ATNs, cash points, to secure their own release. Uh, often this occurs while uh, the victims are being driven around in a car. Uh, they're held briefly. Um, occasionally held overnight so that the kidnappers can then access the maximum daily limit from an ATM using the same person's card the following day, uh, at which point they're released. Um, so the vast majority of express kidnaps are opportunistic and occur at street level. Uh, and that's a trend around the world, um, especially in major cities and in high crime areas. And in South Africa and other African countries, as well as Latin America, we have seen the use of uh, fake taxis or fake public transportation minibuses by express kidnappers. Uh, and of course, fake taxis can potentially affect foreign visitors. Um, the, the rapid duration and, and fluidity of express kidnaps make it a preferred tactic for, for criminals um, because it reduces the risk to them and they're more likely to make a clean getaway uh, as opposed to longer lasting kidnaps for ransom, especially of foreigners, uh, where they're held for a longer time, which is likely to generate significant media coverage uh, and police pressure on those criminals. Okay, so that's an overview of the kidnap environment in South Africa. Let's uh, turn to extortion now, if we may. What's the extortion threat to multinationals and larger local companies? Sure. So the the extortion threat to businesses in South Africa is, is quite mature. Uh, businesses operating in South Africa are exposed to a spectrum of extortive behavior and threatening behavior. Uh, stemming from a variety of, of sources and a for a variety of reasons, uh, which can include things like hiring quotas and local partner contracting and local suppliers. Um, so what we see in South Africa fairly often is that the hiring practices in terms of quotas and other local content rules that are, in most cases, enshrined in law are aggressively pursued or can be aggressively pursued by organized labor unions uh, as well as community advocacy groups, um, some of which are are known to occasionally resort to threats of violence or operational disruption to achieve those goals. So advocacy groups or labor unions from specific communities or specific industries are sometimes known to use these aggressive tactics to steer jobs or contracts or other opportunities towards their members uh, or their fee-paying uh, associates. Some political parties may also do this, uh, may do the same for their members in terms of trying to steer or, or convince um, companies or organizations to give jobs to their specific members as opposed to others um, in areas home to projects, especially with large workforces um, where unemployment may be high and competition for jobs is, is fierce. Um, so as well as intimidation and, and threats of harm to individual personnel, Actors such as these can, can also do other types of disruption. 
Um, they can blockade work sites. They can cut off necessary service to work sites like electricity or, or water provision. Um, and or they can attempt or threaten to inflict reputational damage to organizations through um, you know, news media campaigns or on social media, for example. And of course, local suppliers themselves can also be a source of, of threatening or, or aggressive tactics um, in attempting to steer contracts to themselves uh, or to gain an advantage uh, versus their, their rivals by, uh, again, employing these uh, aggressive or threatening behaviors to, to funnel uh, contracts to themselves from, from companies who may be already present or who may be uh, entering the market in South Africa. Okay, and what's the uh, the outlook for this particular risk of business in the controller's opinion? So in the current political and labor climate in South Africa, uh, we believe that these actors are likely to continue these these tactics, uh, continue to pursue these tactics, um, and that this will particularly affect goods and services companies entering the market, uh, as well as more mature uh, businesses. Um, but especially what we're looking at is is the new quote unquote gig economy providers uh, who are coming into the market and they're offering cheaper, more convenient services, um, which have the potential to undercut local providers uh, and provoke this kind of hostility from uh, from these actors that I just mentioned. Okay, let's leave it there for the time being. Thank you very much. That's Sebastian Bow, one of our special risks analysts here. And uh, you can find more analysis of kidnap and extortive crimes on our website, controlrisks.com, along with lots of other insights from Trorus experts around the world. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye for now. If you enjoyed what you heard on this episode of In Focus, make sure to subscribe wherever you listen. And be sure to subscribe to our other podcasts as well, such as The Global Insight, our fortnightly panel discussion exploring the impact of the most pressing issues on global business. All of our podcasts are available wherever you listen. Just search Control Risks. You can follow all of our analysis and find out how we are helping businesses build organizations that are secure, compliant, and resilient by visiting controlrisks.com.